Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Sunday Messages. This is Reverend Sydney Finn, as always. And this week's topic has to do with manifestation, but more specifically, a wound that we have around manifestation. And I've been seeing this a lot, not only within friends, people around me, clients, it's also been coming up a lot for myself as well. So I'm going to give you a little bit more context, but I think you will, the vast majority of you are going to resonate with this message. So um, one thing before we dive into this is I am hosting a free divination masterclass. If you would like to join, you can check out either the description box if you're listening to this on YouTube. You can go to onyxhealing.com slash divination or you can check out the show notes. I'll toss it in there as well. Um, It is a free masterclass, but it will eventually be a paid offer if you're listening to this down the line. So it will still be available to you if you want to get your hands on it. So you are you are formally invited to come learn about divination, the energetic mechanics of divination. It's going to be juicy. It's not what you expect. And yes, you will learn how to use a pendulum in your own life and it's going to be good. So make sure you check that out if you are interested. One other thing that I want to mention here is I know that not everyone keeps up with what I have going on personally, like in in terms of what I share with where I'm at and everything, not everyone has all the details. So particularly for those of you who are listening to this on YouTube, I've been getting a lot of emails from people who are assuming, I guess, that I'm in like a dark place because I've chosen to live in a hotel. And so I just want to remind everyone, in case you've missed this, this is a conscious, bougie choice that I have made while I am shopping for houses. (laughs) So it's actually, I'm actually in a pretty good spot right now. But I've been receiving a bunch of emails where people are like fully convinced that I'm like staying in the Cecil Hotel in grimy, shitty conditions that are inhabitable. I promise you that is not what's happening here. I am literally just shopping for houses and this is where I'd prefer to do my shopping. So that's what I'm going to do. And all that being said, I think that this is the perfect segue into today's topic, which I call the deadbeat dad wound. And one thing that I have been observing within myself, within others, people from all different types of backgrounds, is this is way more common then people realize, and no, you do not actually need to have experienced a deadbeat dad, quote unquote, in order to experience this energetic dynamic that a lot of people have. And it gets particularly sticky as soon as you start trying to manifest, okay? Now, I'm sure you've had the experience of having a desire, having something that you want. Money, a partnership, a new house, a new job, a group of friends, the acceptance to the program that you want to get into, whatever the desire, right? Whatever your North Star is, whatever you're trying to evolve into, there's a desire attached to that, right? And one thing that the ego is just hell-bent on doing is convincing you that there is a potential that that thing will not happen. 
And the ego will more than likely tell you that it's not going to happen and not to get your hopes up because that will keep you safe. That's its entire function. So if you know that your thoughts, words, actions, your energetic vibration, the energy and the programs that you're circulating within your energetic body is creative energy. So it's all it's all under the umbrella of creation. And if you're holding the pattern of it's not going to happen, I shouldn't get my hopes up, this is far-fetched, I need to keep myself safe by expecting the worst or expecting that I'm not going to get anything or go anywhere or do anything, then you're just holding that in your body and then things are going to organize themselves in order to reflect that back to you. So we already know. We already know that playing it safe or saying, no, you shouldn't want that, you shouldn't expect that because you're not going to get it, that's not helpful. Under no circumstances is that actually helpful energy. And this is something that I find everybody does. As a matter of fact, I would argue that this is something that is almost universal. Of course, there's going to be exceptions, But I find that there isn't a single person that I talk to or that I work with that doesn't experience this. And it's this being the ego thought of, well, what if it doesn't happen? Or what if I don't get it? And what makes it even worse when this thought interrupts your creative process is you, it's very difficult to find an argument against it. So it sounds really convincing when you're in your mind or you're looking at a desire and then that thought appears and it says, well, what if you don't get it? That's going to be really disappointing, huh? You know what? As a matter of fact, why don't you just throw the desire away? Just feel disappointment now. Just don't don't even get excited. God forbid. Make sure that you're just feeling good and disappointed because when you get disappointed, You'll already be disappointed and then, you know, nothing, nothing bad will happen because you're already there. Now, if you're listening to this and you recognize that this is something that you hold within yourself, you probably already know that that's the last thing that you want to be doing, right? And it's very hard to resist this, which is why I don't think that resisting it really works, but instead Understanding that buying in and believing that voice is where your free will and your choice comes into play. That voice that's telling you, well, what if it doesn't happen, is just as valid as the voice that tells you, yes, it is going to happen. We are going to get this thing. This is a good goal to have. Yes, move in that direction. Yes, go get that job. Yes, go rent that house. Yes, go, go do that thing. Go start that project. Both have equal validity. So the voice that tells you to be disappointed, you might assume that because you've experienced disappointment in the past means that you should expect disappointment in the future. That's how brains like to work. That's, that's the way they're designed. They're designed to keep you safe and collect data. And it's like a computer. It just It's going to bust out that red file folder that has disappointment on it. 
And it's, it's going to show you all the evidence that you've collected over your entire lifetime of these reasons why you should definitely, definitely not get your hopes up and why you should absolutely feel proactively disappointed. And your work in terms of manifestation is to understand that that's there, but not put your energy behind that. And I will be the first person to tell you that this is not an easy practice. It's simple in how it works, but it is not easy because there's a lot of wounding, right? Disappointment hurts. Not being met really hurts. And when you've had enough of that, coming up against the possibility of it happening again is where the nerves really start to kick in. So this isn't easy, especially if you've been burned a lot. But this is the work that has to be done in manifestation if you want to blow the wind in the direction that you want it to go. Because when it comes to energetics, you can think about it like like a breeze. Like if you are are a sailboat, you can blow the wind in the direction that you want your sailboat to go. You may not be able to forecast every single storm that you're going to have to weather. You may not be able to see everything that is going to happen in the process of you getting to the next step or the next destination, right? Because it it never stops. So keep that in mind. You're going to keep creating and creating over a lifetime. So... You, you can't forecast everything, but you can absolutely have an impact over the breeze. You can have an impact over the momentum, the direction, the trajectory that you're moving. It's just not necessarily going to be a linear line. So you having a good handle on the direction of your wind and how your energy is giving you momentum in the direction that you want to go, that is a really big deal. You know, it is something that is worth addressing and worth tweaking. And that also includes coming up against the fear and the ego that says, well, what if it doesn't happen? Stop giving this energy because you're going to get disappointed. That's the deadbeat dad shit. That's the deadbeat dad wound. Is don't you dare get your hopes up about Disneyland. Don't you dare. You better not. You better not. Don't. Nope. He's lying to you. It's not going to happen. Don't. 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 The ego is going to do this to you. It just is. It just is. I, I have been manifesting for many years, right? I've been actively creating, calling things into my space, doing all this woo woo shit. And still, after all these years, I still have this happen. I am in a mastermind right now, and I was having a really hard time with some of the things that I'm creating right now. Like I was I was having this fear that I would do all of this alignment work and that I would I would be doing all the right things and I would be getting everything straight and I would be doing everything correctly. And I still would not have my desires met like they were a trap. And a wound of mine personally is feeling like God is dangling a carrot in front of me. And it, <laughs> it's been a really painful thing to experience. And I know a lot of other people experience the feeling like God is punishing them or withholding from them, right? It's, it's a super common one. 
And so I was expressing this to, you know, the the coach that's running the group. And I mean, again, it, it came back to the same principles of, well, not believing that this will pay off is not alignment. So even though it's really scary, and for those of you who don't know, my ego's name is Jessica. Jessica is absolutely convinced that we are going to fail miserably and that all of the things that I do are a complete waste of time, even though things are actually going really well. But she is convinced. She is convinced that we are just going to experience nothing but disappointment and agony and nothing is ever going to go well and there's just, we're going to have to make sacrifices with what we want. She has also, she has all sorts of stuff that she wants to fill my mind with. She also believes that money could run out. She believes that that's a possibility. It's the same exact wound. It's the same ego thought. It's the same primitive consciousness, right? It's the same doubt and fear that we share as a collective. We collectively share these frequencies. And so this is what makes manifestation particularly challenging for a lot of people is that it is so simple in terms of, you know, the the, the mechanics are very simple, but the application, doing the energetic work, making sure that you're cleaning your shit up and getting all of your energy on board in the direction that you want it to go, pointing at your, your destination, your North Star, your desire, that's actually the hard part. The energetic mechanics are really straightforward, but it's not believing everything that the ego has to say is what trips a lot of people up. So if you find yourself deflating, like if if you have a hope or a desire or a dream, something that you would like to bring to life, and then you're met with 80,000 reasons why it's not going to happen and why it's a bad idea and why you why you should sell yourself short and why you shouldn't want that and why that's never going to happen and you're believing that it's you're you're being consumed by your ego. And so the sooner that you can look at that as just a type of consciousness, right? You can look at it like a radio station that you could tune into or a part of yourself. You can look at it like the wounded self. There's a lot of different ways that you can work with it. But the thing is, you don't want to believe it. You don't need to believe everything that the ego has to say. Otherwise, you're going to feel pretty miserable. So you can think about this because I know that this is a really common one for people. The thought, well, what if money runs out? Well, what if money runs out? Well, then you're going to be poor. And then what happens if we're poor? Well, then you'll be homeless. And then what happens if we're homeless? Well, then you're a failure. And if we're a failure, then what? Then nobody's going to love you. Okay, and then nobody loves us, and then what? And then and then we die alone on the street in the cold. And pretty much the ego, if you listen to it and you believe everything that it has to say, that's where it's going to take you, is to 
dying alone on the street. <laughs> I swear to I swear to God. I swear to God. If you follow your ego, it's it's gonna take you to like the worst case scenario, the most painful spot in existence. Like as bad as it can get, your ego will make everything up just to convince you that the worst possible outcome is your final destination. Which is why you have to start questioning this voice in your head that is absolutely trying to convince you that everything in your life is falling to shit and that money is going to run out. No, you can't get another job. And no, you can't have the things that you want. And no, it's not going to get better than this shitty relationship that you're in. So you may as well just suck it up and deal with it because you're never going to find someone who's better, who can actually hold space for you and honor you and respect you. So you may as well just sell yourself short. This is why so many people experience pain, because they're listening to the most painful part of their brain. And then they just operate from that space forever. And they never ask any questions. They never doubt the voice in their head. They just blindly listen and they blindly follow it. And it, it will create misery. It will absolutely create misery. And let me just mention right here that this is also the importance of doing trauma work if you've been severely traumatized or if you do have a lot of mental health stuff going on because that can often just keep you on a negative feedback loop for a really long time. And so doing trauma work sometimes is how you can open up availability to start um, questioning the mental body more and more, the ego. You can think about it like the mental body because that's where it where it lives. But anyway, just under, don't beat yourself up if you're in the middle of trauma work and you're not able to do this flawlessly because trauma can definitely make this particular issue more complicated. And so I just wanted to mention that because I know a lot of people who listen to my work are in the middle of healing processes and everything. So just keep that Keep that in mind. This is not something that is just like, oh, it's, you, you just do this. You just start thinking better thoughts. It's not always that cut and dry. So I just want to make that really clear. But for those of you who do understand that this is something that is just a practiced behavior that you've been operating from for a really long time, simply asking the question and being really skeptical of every thought that is popping into your mind that it is making you feel like shit, that's a great place to start. And just because your ego has two cents to share with you on literally everything does not mean that you want to listen to it and that you want to follow those instructions. So the main takeaways from this being, if you are having these thoughts like, well, what if money runs out? What if it doesn't go well? What if he doesn't like us? What if they don't like us? What if this bad thing happens? If you're in a lot of that, the practice is, Understanding that that's a distortion, that is separation, that is lack, that is scarcity, that's a that, that's a shadow frequency that we all carry. That's a part of our shadow. The more you can look at this and observe it without buying in, observe. It's not going to just disappear overnight, like I mentioned. I, I have a bunch of 
fears and Jessica has a whole bunch of doubt and limitation and scarcity that she loves to rub in my face 24-7. All of this evidence as to why things aren't going to go well and aren't going to go in our favor. She, I mean, she loves obsessing over it. She loves it. She can't get enough of it. So my job, Sydney's job, is to blow the wind in the direction that I want it to go, to put my energy, my faith, my mental energy, my physical energy, in, putting that in the direction of the outcome that I desire. That's my job. Jessica's not going to do it. She's just going to try to distract me to make me make unnecessary sacrifices that I don't want to and to compromise on things that I don't want to compromise on because she she's scared and is constantly fearing disappointment, which is why I don't listen to her. She has a seat at the table. I acknowledge her. I know she's there. I work with her, but I'm not taking advice from her. I don't want, I don't need to listen to her all the time. So that is the work that it really surrounds this deadbeat dad wound is just because something bad happened in the past or just because you've had 80,000 instances where you experienced disappointment does not mean you need to continue practicing that proactively. It just doesn't because you're just going to become an energetic match for disappointment. So I'm not saying this to scare you or for you to be like, oh my God, I've been feeling so disappointed. I've been doing this forever. Now, you know, I'm ruining everything. No, no, no. Relax on that. Don't worry. Just understand that by shining a light on this and choosing to shift it and tweak it and mold it in the direction that you want it to go, you will get better and better at this. Because in order to undo this programming, you also have to practice something new. I can't go through infinite examples, but let's stick to the money. What if money runs out? My favorite one to counter that is money is infinite. Money is infinitely available. And finding examples of that. So the the crude example that I give is that if a heroin addict can conjure up five grand a month just to feed their habit, you can absolutely get your hands on some money. It is not being withheld from you. Nobody's punishing you. No, it's not. It's not going to run out. That's not how it works. It's infinitely available. We will always have resources. We will always have abundance. It's an abundant, infinite universe. And anything that tells you otherwise is a human distortion that came from the 3D plane. So don't buy into the deadbeat dad wound. Just don't. The world is better than that. God is greater than that. You're not being set up for disappointment. You might just be practicing disappointment proactively and then getting disappointment because you've been practicing disappointment proactively. So... Just my two cents. Don't drop your manifestations just because you've been feeling like they're not going to happen or because you're scared or because you your ego has 10,000 reasons why you're going to run out of money or you're not going to meet the love of your life or whatever else you have going on. Right? For me, Jessica is constantly trying to convince me that we're not going to get approved for the type of house we want. That's her. That's her current complaint. She doesn't like the idea that we're going to see dream house number number three this week. She doesn't like that. She thinks we're going to get denied. So my job is to um, 
hold the energy of approval, is to step into certainty around us getting, me getting, the house that I, I would love to experience in this lifetime. And that's it. That I, ex- I expect nothing less than an epic home. And that's how it's going to be. And Jessica, you know, she's, she's shit out of luck. I'm not listening to her. Too bad. She's going to have to follow me. I'm driving the ship. So this is your invitation to drive your own goddamn ship and stop letting your ego do it for you. It requires diligence. And yes, you do have to observe your mind a lot. And it can be kind of sneaky. You might have bad days. But as long as you're getting back on the horse again and again, you will shift it. But you you have to be willing to put the observation time into it. You have to be willing to make tweaks as they're needed, as they come up. And you will prevail. You will prevail, my friends. I hope you have a beautiful week whenever you're listening to this. Do not forget... Sign up for my Divination Masterclass. It's free and we're going to have a really good time. So you are invited. Onyxhealing.com slash divination. And I am sending you all a whole bunch of love, a whole bunch of abundance, and remembering who you really are. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.